Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. This is John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold (laughs) (laughs) Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of our favorite 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Hey, so um, we're back. Uh, Kevin, John, and Sam. Sam, Sam. So back excited for more to have Sam here. Fucking point break. <laughs> Sam, thank you for joining us, again. Sam. See, I was going to ride one wave, but I, now I got to ride the whole thing because <laughs> I, I love this. I love it. Right to the bitter end. Um, so, what uh, you've joined us before talking Predator. So, yep. I know you love that one. What's your Mount Rushmore, like your, your favorite four action flicks? So, yeah, if we uh, rewind to the Predator podcast, which we won't, uh, that's my <laughs> favorite movie of all time. Okay, um, better than Point Break. Yeah, because I saw it when I was, again, I'm, I keep talking about my, my uh, life history, which I think is important here. I was born in communist Bulgaria, so uh, and I moved to America, Chicago, when I was 11 years old. I saw Predator on a VHS tape maybe when I was about seven years was old in like communist contraband? Bulgaria. Was it yeah, like everything I'm sure back, yeah. back then? I'm sure okay. everything was good. Fucking Bulgaria. I mean, I'm sure, you know? Um, so I saw all those action movies, but I remember seeing Predator when I was seven years old and I freaking was so scared. Like, oh, yeah. so scared. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, but I also loved Arnold and I'd already seen other Arnold movies. Was you know it in, in English? Were you speaking English? Uh, or it was it? either. No, 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 no. I did not speak English till I moved to America. So it must have been people speaking over, like dubbing it, or or I doubt it was me reading it at that age. I'm sure it was dubbed. Okay. That's awesome. So I was terrified. So you love these two. So, well, historically, uh, you ask me just action movies or movies? Action. No, we're strictly 80s, 90s action. I love First Blood, one of my favorite movies of all time. My favorite line from that movie, I've mentioned to Kevin in the 10 years we've known each other or more, I've probably mentioned to him about 100 times is, why are you pushing me <laughs> in, in, in the cop car? It's Great awesome. I mean, it's awesome. You know, it's a real thing. That right? movie is really serious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. that movie heavy is subject matter. So I'm a crazy Stallone fan. I love Cliffhanger. That's up yes. there. Uh, Terminator 2. So um, I wrote an article for my high school newspaper with a buddy of mine. <laughs> so this is probably 1999. So we were uh, 17 at the time. We rated the top 10 movies of the 90s. Now, this yeah. is 17-year-old kids, you know, guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're not going to put like Titanic or anything in that list. <laughs> no. Our number one movie was Terminator 2. It might have been like the quintessential movie of the decade, really. Like, one I mean, of, it's not like... Pulp you know, Fiction was up there. Pulp Fiction is great. Of course. Yeah. Nice. So you get the gist. That, that was kind of a... I was a big Van Damme guy. I was a big uh, Steven Seagal guy. I watched it all. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's just like, uh, I think, just like John and I. Oh, and yeah. Conan the Barbarian 100%. I saw in the theaters in Bulgaria... One of my earliest memories of seeing a movie in the theaters, and the other one, Willow. Oh my god, uh, I love Willow. Fucking classic. Willow. I do. And the power went out for about thirty minutes. We were in the theater. You waited for it to come back. Thirty minutes. One of my one of my earliest uh, movie theater like action movie memories. 
I think my earliest memory of being in a movie theater is seeing Crocodile Dundee. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember much. I don't, I don't think take... I was getting to show, see much like quote unquote adult movies when I was like that age. I'm trying to think of the first movie that really blew me away with like some action was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jurassic oh, Park. That was the first VHS I ever owned. Before it that, was it was mine. like watching a bunch of Home Alone and yeah. like kiddie movies. But yeah, that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves like opened my eyes to like, oh, this action's freaking awesome. Alan Rickman. Oh, my amazing. God. Yeah, Dundee 2 was a good movie, too. Yeah. yeah. I was... love the Dundee movies. Um, anyway. We're here to talk about not Crocodile Dundee, as much fun as that would be, but we're here to <laughs> talk about Point Break. So we're, we're here fishing in like the Hudson River or whatever. I love it, I love it with the dynamite. Yeah. Yes. Um, we digress. But yeah, back to the Point Break. Last we saw, uh, things were getting a little romantic between Johnny Utah and Tyler. They're just uh, hooked out up on the, the night beach. on the on the ocean, oh. they were hooking up on the beach. It was pretty romantic. <laughs> Number one of my favorite things is him waking up yeah. and be like, "Crap, I'm late for work." And he's, he's already not- pissed off. I always forget uh, his boss's name in the movie. Um, what Harp? Yeah, Harp. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm like you. You already he already hates you. I mean, don't yeah. even rush at this point. <laughs> well, we should paint a picture of what. So we're sitting in my weird wood paneled room we're drinking some beer your anti-chamber anti-chamber what is this your salon you're sipping on uh what do we got over there i got the um the flagship beer of atlanta sweetwater 420 you know, delta carries it it's a fucking classic beer it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool to fly to london and just say uh sweetwater sweet please yeah it's cool yeah. Like it's tall delicious delicious the only way to drink um yeah, we love you, Atlanta. We love you, Sweetwater. Definitely. I think Sweetwater would have actually been a nice beer to sip on uh, on the beach uh, talking to Bodie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think, Very nice. I think Bodie's a Sweetwater fan. Absolutely. He likes that. Oh, wait. So uh, back to the beach. Utah is like spooning. <laughs> They're like spooned up on the beach. That's just odd to me. I don't know. There's I like the about space on the beach. that they've been given, well, by the way. You know, there's rules and unwritten rules. And then, you, you know, like. Surfers are territorial. I feel like Bodie made it known where, like, don't bother them. Like, yeah, let them, let he, them do they their have thing. His blessing. Yeah, but also, like, it, he probably knew what was happening, and he's probably oh, yeah. like, give them their space. Don't be roach. Don't be like going over there and splashing water on them or anything. <laughs> like, let them do their thing and let them chill out. And which is, I respect that from Bodie. Well, also remember that. I mean, it's probably cold on the beach. The Pacific's cold. They're keeping each oh, other yeah. warm. <laughs> the, the fire probably went most of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fire is like still smoldering when they wake up, yeah. along with the their loins. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sort of a neurotic person by nature, and so I get the neurotic nerd- or erotic. Well, both <laughs> neurotically erotic. Or okay. erotically neurotic. I'm not sure. Anyway, I get nervous sweats when Johnny Utah wakes up and is Shit. freaking his He's like late because he's late for his first and his own raid yeah. in the FBI. <laughs> they're gonna raid, yeah, they're gonna raid Warchild, the surfer goon, uh Nazi asshole's house. They think he, they're probably the ex-presidents. Um but he keeps coming back, man. He's like, I'm so late. I'm like so late. And then he keeps coming back for more kisses. Is that Bodhi magic? Is that there's it's, probably time for one like quickie if they make it really quick. Oh yeah. Um oh, yeah, he, I, he kept smooching. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel the love in that scene though. Like it's kind of a as these type of movies go, like there's romance there. Like yeah. I feel like yeah. the these two are really like falling for each other. Granted, like it. it's perpetuated on a lie. 
Yeah, it's built on a... <laughs> There's a lot of lies in this movie. Everybody's lying to everybody, though. It's, built on, it's built on a foundation of sand, just like Real the beach. Real quick, do you... I forget, and, and, and this may be a brain freeze on my part, but uh, does girl know that Bodhi's... Uh, uh, bank no. robber? No, she no. doesn't. She should know, though, if they have a real history, or she should be curious where the money right. comes from. Yeah. But I know, I don't think she knows anything. Um, I don't know. She, she might, she might just be trying to live her life, like do her thing after yeah. her parents died. Like, she might just be oblivious. And Bodhi was probably one of those relationships where it was probably like, you know, I dig you, girl, but yeah. I'm, I'm a free spirit. And I don't and take like, it that okay. it was like that type of relationship where they were all up in each other's business. Like there no, are a couple she seems of free spirits. Super chill. Yeah. Um, but so finally he pulls himself away from her and he hauls ass over to, to Warchild's house just, like just in time. Conspicuously speeding down that He's street. Ass. Bottom, bottoming out his Mustang like two Dude. or three times before his he, car in this movie is so fucking awesome. Uh, it's it a 1970 God. Mustang Mach 1. Dude, that's so a good looking awesome car. So that's car. back when they said uh, to uh, stunt drivers, like, just haul ass. Like, yeah. not, we're not going to do CGI or any of that crap <laughs> of these cool. He's like, just, fish tailing. Well, yeah, it's like he's pulling up and it, like, it legitimately looks like whoever's behind the wheel is doing the vigorous turning from left to right. It just, is like squealing tires. It's a total fucking muscle car. Yeah. Like, it's just an awesome car. But is also that, coming in hot to his own raid. Yeah. Like, Everyone's pissed at him, like, understandably. Especially, um, what? Especially Alvarez and Babbitt. They're like, what a fucking flake. You're late to your own raid. I can't believe you're late to your own raid. What a flake. (laughs) They keep calling him a flake. And when I was like a 10 year old watching the movie, it's like, what does flake mean? But you see plenty of those in the when you're an adult. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Um, so so so, Angelo gives him the, he gives him the, like the, the rundown of how it's going to go. Very specific instructions for Utah. So as to not blow his cover. It's like, you keep your ass next to the window. Your backup He's only. Your backup only. I thought it was so far fetched. There would be way more guys than so. Agreed. There's Pappas. There's and six, two other guys. Six guys total. What FBI guys? Yeah, because Cullen. Is there even six? There's yeah, Cullen. There's who's that hanging one, back like well, yes, yeah, yeah, so there's five. There's five. Five guys, and including Utah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're like they have no idea what they're walking into. No. Like, and they're walking in with. With like three armed guys and a couple more guys hanging back. It's like, and there could be an army in that house for all they know. I mean, there is. They, they find out there's like a lot of dudes in there. I just thought it was unrealistic that they roll in there with three guys and two more for backup. Would you agree yeah. that this is sort of the, the line of demarcation for where this movie becomes an action film? Before, this is probably the first gratuitous violence in the movie. But like before this, it's been like surfing and the fight has been the most physical thing that's happened. The bank robbery happens, but it's like those are yeah. like isolated incidences. And this is like the first moment where it's like Lots we're going to crank this shit up to like yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously when the when the guy's uh, foot gets blown off. Oh, that's oh my God. That's so great. So... Yeah, so I always love this scene. It is fucking intense. <laughs> Pappas runs down the street. Scooby! He's looking for that lost no, dog. The way he whistles is perfect. <laughs> I uh, love that the fake dog's name is Scooby. Like, I was such a Scooby-Doo fan when I was, like, little, little. I was watching those cartoons on on loop. So I just, I love that. I, if next dog, I got my dog sitting right next to us, Turk. Next dog I get, I want to name Scooby. That's awesome. Oh, that is a great name. I like that. Yeah, I might roll with that. 
So we get our agents surrounding the house. One peeks in and sees some rando who we've not seen before pouring beer over some plain Cheerios. Is that? A, I feel like that's a thing I've heard of before. I can't imagine actually doing it. Beer at, on your cereal? At Georgia, it must have been something back then. At Georgia yeah. State University, I recall very clearly when you and I roomed together, uh-huh. pouring Mountain Dew over some Raisin Bran. did that? Really? I did. You did it? How was it? It was terrible. I, well, I, I think I got the idea. I think I got because I didn't have any milk. All I had was Mountain Dew. <laughs> you didn't just want to? You got right? Yeah. Water? Yeah. Okay. What did you say? You got what? I got, I got like bad gas. Like <laughs> hardcore That's gas. a chemical reaction. It was not, it was not a great. lot of sugar to be yeah. putting in. It was not great. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so that's happening in the kitchen. You got, I don't know why these guys were preparing for a war though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Anthony Kiedis is like, I don't know what is going on with him. He's in the room like freaking out. Is he just high as well, hell? So I think, yeah, Utah uses that little telescoping mirror to look yes. at it. Anthony Kiedis is on, on the bed. I feel like he's listening to probably... Uh, chili peppers. Yeah, it just like it just like raging. He's just like. Did you think he was high? Didn't he just? They, they he didn't show him high, drugs. but it was really he, he was like banging his chest and yeah. stuff. So I, I feel like, like he's just done some speed or heroin, heroin or whatever or they do. Yeah. yeah. Whatever um, Anthony Kiedis did anyway at that time. <laughs> um, there's a chick in the shower. Yeah. And there's there's just way too many people in this house for them to be like to not fall back and regroup and like reassess their plan, the FBI. And then in the silence of this moment where he's sort of assessing everything and very, like we we're getting this, the layout of everything. There's an awesome plot device introduced, ah. which is the fucking loud ass lawnmower next yes. door. Genius. Isn't it? All of a sudden, like now there's chaos. Like it was, they maybe had it. They were all in contact with each other. Now they can't really hear each other anymore. Right, but also, I always thought this was effective because it's sort of like you and you and I were talking about in Die Hard that there's this element of everyday life that people can identify with. Everyone knows what it's like to cut their grass. If you know, like been around a yard or something. So it's yeah. like you're in this crazy situation, and your next door neighbor is like cutting the grass. So we do action movies on this on this podcast that are like like a predator. Or Conan the Barbarian that are unrealistic worlds, and then there's stuff like this movie or Die Hard, where I feel like it's set in the real world. Yeah, you know where where someone mows their lawn, or you get whatever you you're scared of flying. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can still be the hero and be nervous about flying. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I totally dig it. They. As this is all happening, like Pappas is knocking on the door, and the guys all start breaking out all these assault weapons oh, and stuff like that in the room. Out. And Utah's able to see it, but he can't warn the guys. He's like, "Don't you know? Pull him back, pull him back! Like, don't let him show his badge. They got an arsenal in here." But the lawnmower is and too everyone's loud. like, "I can't hear shit." Yeah. Like, yeah, everything is just chaos now. The plan's gone to shit. Warchild runs in <laughs> after they've come in and gotten their weapons, and says that there are two more agents out back. And then you get your apparently, yeah. Apparently, those dudes weren't doing a great job of hiding. <laughs> but then we get, um, oh, yeah. So when he comes in, he's like, There's two more out back, and that's when Anthony Kiedis, my guy's like, Oh, shit, shit, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good actor, yeah. He, I mean, like, he was probably high on the set, but he was a good actor, man. I bought everything he said. I want to read his biography because he probably, I mean, he has to mention this in there, oh, right? Oh, shit, shit, we're fucked. <laughs> well, he had to, like, uh, you know. Upstage Flea, who was in Back to the Future. Yeah, they were all probably trying to period. Back to the Future 2 and 3, 89 and 90. He was great. Anyway, the gang is 100%. The Nazi assholes are ready to go out in a blaze of glory. They're like ready to shoot whoever comes in. It's like, this is it. We don't even care. Yeah. Um, Pappas takes the door. He grabs the woman. He's almost using her as a human shield. (laughs) And Bunker pops out with the, like, 
machine gun and he just opens fire, hitting nothing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Bunker, you suck. <laughs> um, that's pretty weak. I mean, what kind of goon are you? You can't shoot anyone down a hallway. Well, and then immediately, Johnny Utah, not four minutes ago, was given instructions to hang back and be backup. But backup. this is the point at which backup is called for, I think. Right, it's so, a full on shootout. But it was also the purpose of being backup was so as to not blow his cover. Bunker immediately sees him. Yes. Bunker sees him. He's like, "Fuck you, pig!" And like, and and and, but to his credit, like Utah drops him quick. It's a couple of shots to the chest, right? And then Warchild sees him shooting yeah. at him. I mean, they've all seen him. So even if, like, at this point, word is arguably going to travel fast if these guys go to jail. Yes, I guess so. I, I've always wondered about that. So they've seen him. Like Warchild obviously could say, "Yes, this guy, this surfer guy, Johnny." Is a cop, but who's he going to tell? Like maybe no, they keep him in. Maybe they keep him in in solitary. They keep him in solitary. Do you also? Do you think no it's phone like call. they know that if if they if they bring it up during their like their talks with the lawyer that that they say if you if you promise not to mention that Johnny Utah is one of our assets, will lighten your sentence. I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's it's not going to go well for more no. child. Like it's all yeah. Is this, whatever he's, he's, he's not going to get know. out of jail anytime soon. Does Warchild know about the bank robberies? I think uh, all, I don't think that any of them are, are wise to the ex president. Maybe only what they would have seen on the news, right? So, uh, who would he tell then about that Utah's a cop? Yeah, just whoever, and then well, word gets around the community. But they yeah, I don't know who Johnny Utah is though. He probably doesn't know that guy by name. No, he might be like that guy that was with Bodie that one day is a cop. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I'm just, I don't know. I was, I was just but thinking those guys are dumb anyway. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think I, I, I never gave that a moment's thought. Like, I just think he's probably cut off from civilization once these t- hauled off to jail. Um, <laughs> and Babbitt and fucking Alvarez, like it takes the two of them to take down Tom Sizemore in the, in the <laughs> kitchen, the unarmed guy eating the cereal. Um, naked lady freaking out in the shower. Understandably. Yeah. Um, she's like, like, Oh, here's my tits. <laughs> What Pappas shoots the one other guy? Yeah, the blo- the the guy who never had much of a name or in anything. The, twi- the, the tw- fourth guy, long straight blonde hair. He shoots him right in the fucking head. He's using the one of the women as a human shield. I think it was the twentieth firing of his firearm in the field. Oh shit, he's up! <laughs> and yeah. like one I shot. How many kills he has in those? Twenty. You think it's twenty shots, twenty kills? I think so. I mean, look at that. That's marksmanship. That was a stone cold kill. Like he Is shot it, the dude right in the head. That was an extreme, like violent, vi- like very violent scene. It was gruesome. Johnny Utah's like what second, third week in the job. I mean, yeah, like, he's oh like goodness. a novice still, and it's like shit's popping off. Well, then the real MVP of the Nazi assholes. Oh, the naked lady yes the naked She's lady from the asses yeah. she beats the shit out of utah yeah like lays him out kicks him in the face yeah uh what do we got we got anthony Kiedis is trying to run out of there and he gets like <laughs> someone flings a door open into him and he shoots himself in the foot yeah dude that looked so painful <laughs> that scene to this day oh you gotta think about foot injuries i i foot injuries we talking about that Ooh. on die hard his foot looks looks like it exploded yeah, the, the effect like, the oh. effect of the of the pellet going off in the shoe is like oh, oh it, it's yeah. an explosion you feel his pain and then well, his face you say he's a good like, actor ah! <laughs> he's like his face sells it it's like cartoonish but i can only imagine I, that's how i, I would be if your <laughs> foot's basically a nub now <laughs> either that or you'd be like 
Murphying, you're so in shock that you like can't even scream oh, because your Murphy, hand is yeah, gone. Robocop is yeah. like, oh my, where the fuck's my hand? <laughs> my hand is is gone. It's not on my body anymore, dude. Yeah, that shit looks like it hurt. Meanwhile, naked woman's laid waste to Utah. <laughs> then she stabs Babbitt in the back Twice. with a big ass knife. <laughs> yeah, she's like doing a lot more damage than any of the goons. Uh, she's yeah, she's the real MVP. <laughs> um, yeah, this woman though. She is ride or die for these guys. Like she's ready to kill. So you know they, they probably got with some tough women because they were tough guys. She was all you know tatted what I'm saying? Up, like, yeah. yeah, she she was probably smacked around every night by these guys anyway. <laughs> she she could take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but she was like 100%. she was brainwashed. Like she was ready yeah. to kill cops for them. High, you know. Been, yeah. If you do coke and weed and whatever else and heroin for like one two years straight, <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. or crystal meth since yeah. that's. Yeah. Stab cops and you know how feel did, like you're invincible. How did Utah wind up inside the house? I guess he kicked he, in the back door, right? Yeah, he he okay. came in. He came in the back door because like he's in there. Yeah, he killed Bunker and now he tackles Warchild through the window. Yeah, well, Pappas knocks out Naked Lady and then oh, did he? How did he do it? I, I he like clubbed her. her. Yeah, he just okay. like knocked her out. <laughs> she <laughs> was wild. Yeah, she was on something. She was she and Kitas were had just done whatever. <laughs> But she was in the shower. She was like trying to. She was enjoying it. She She's was like enjoying the shower. And Kitas was in there raging on the bed, just like. Uh, uh. <laughs> he was waiting for his turn in the shower. <laughs> raging. <laughs> Fucking Kitas, man. Uh, so yeah, Utah tackles Warchild through the window, and they're wrestling. They knock yeah, over a lawnmower. That's that's right. They wind up right next to the lawnmower that was established earlier. This is a fucking intense scene. That looked very painful if your face hit that thing. There's a, I like what I like about this scene is Warchild won that fight. Like they were fighting in Warchild. But he should though. The guy's He's a, a freaking so much tank. bigger. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. This movie's kind of realistic. Like Utah's not the guy who's just beating up anyone he comes across. Like, if he runs into someone bigger and stronger than him, then he's going to lose. He's got that quarterback power. <laughs> so he's like, Warchild's going to shove his face into the mower. Dude, that was intense. No, that Do you remember that shot with the, yeah. like, the... Oh, yeah. It looked pretty real. I don't know how they it, did it's it or like what they did. If it was, did. like, a 2019 lawnmower... It would have it would have killed you, but it wouldn't have hurt as much. <laughs> that lawnmower, because it's from like the it was late like 80s a real, probably. Yeah, it was like it was it a, was like going oh like my that. God. Yeah. Oh, it would have like oh I, it would have peeled your face off. Just peeled you by degrees, yeah. just divots. Yeah. It's kind of like getting stabbed by like a knife that's not very sharp. You Ooh. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good good analogy. Yeah. yeah. So he was about to get it, and Pappas saved him. Pappas is a, well. Pappas is a, had a funny line after he did Pappas that. Pappas is a marksman. He like shot the lawnmower from distance, like from a long way off. He shot the lawnmower and killed, he the, killed engine. the engine. And then he said, and what? then he said, speaking to the microphone, squid brain. <laughs> <laughs> also, <You remember> that? <laughs> the the lawnmower engine was loud enough that the poor guy cutting his grass never heard a single gunshot. I guess. Yeah, he was still out there mowing. <laughs> was he listening to music? Uh, he did have headphones on too. Oh, oh thank you, you thank you God. so much. Yeah. There's you must no, have been listening been, to music. No potholes in this movie. <laughs> music early '90s. You listen to it very it's loud. Air fucking tight. What do you think he was listening to? Chili peppers. Peppers. Nah, I think it was um, fuck. Nirvana, man. Metallica or like uh, fucking something. Wasn't death it? Metal. It was like an old black guy. <laughs> he loves that shit. <laughs> he, was listening to, he was listening to the guar. <laughs> Whatever it was, he was like vibed out on it. It could have been Earth, Wind, and Fire. We don't know. Yeah, but exactly. that's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> um, Utah's like rattled. He's got like PTSD yeah. after the thing. And Pappas is like soothing him and telling him, you did really good. Like, 
It's a lot different than shooting I'm, paper targets. They right? just got a bunch of bad guys. Just, yeah. just yeah. obviously not the right not bad, the right guys, bad guys. And then and then he gets oh. a freaking talking to. You got Anthony Kiedis is like screaming in the background through the whole scene. He's like, oh, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Do you remember that? I feel like I'd be saying the exact same shit. Yeah, no. Uh, please leave me alone. Yeah. But anyway, he's shaken up by it. And that's when Harp comes in with Tom Sizemore. Who we find out was like undercover DEA. Oops. Well, do you think I like my hair like this? <laughs> I love. Well, fucking Harp is like chewing those guys out. He's the one who fucking signed for the warrant. I mean, he's on the hook as much as the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, all these guys should have been like, this was very plausible. Not, oh my god, this is a wild it's goose chase. It's not like these guys were a couple of innocent dudes. They I mean, like, they, they, they saved the entire neighborhood. Guys. Yeah, they're like Sizemore comes in full Winnebago man. God damn son of a bitch. <laughs> I love Sizemore's performance in this. He's like This is before he was became Sizemore. Yeah. yeah. But he's in the in the, in this for like 10 seconds and just He's wired, yeah. man. He's like electric on the screen. The tattoo. The tattoo. He's like, You think I like this hair? Yeah, you think I like these clothes? My wife wants me to stay at Ramada. <laughs> and that's when Pappas is like burnt busting his balls. He's like, nice tattoo, Deets. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you like that? Fuck you. Oh, I like that they're they're like contemporaries. They've been they've been around for a while together. I don't. That's funny. Like, so I don't know what the communication is supposed to be between part departments, but it's not it's not Pappas in Utah's fault that they didn't know that there was a DEA operation going no. on. They didn't do anything wrong. You would I think heard. that now in the government today that that would be flagged. If you yeah. like enter that into a database, if you like try to warrant this address, and it's like, then you say, "Oh, there's an active investigation going on there." Like, communicate. But at this time, I guess, yeah, I just don't see what they necessarily did wrong. Yeah, still ended up being a total disaster in that regard. But yeah, so Tom Sizemore he reveals these guys can't be the ex presidents because they were out of town when some of the robberies were happening yeah, right. or whatever. So they're kind of back to square one, right? They're, they're right. like shit. They're all hella confused, I guess. Utah's like lying in bed there with Tyler, like deep in thought. Just like stewing. Wondering, thinking about what went wrong. I mean, probably though, like this, obviously his career is pretty short, but this is like the biggest fuck up that he's had. But he's yeah. gotten in a fight. He's gotten in a freaking shootout. He killed he's, somebody he's now. slept on the beach with a chick. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I never noticed uh, until rewatching this recently the little Ohio State miniature football helmet on yes, his bedside dude, table. That's on my thing. Yeah. That's on my notes. It's like he is alarm clock is a little Ohio State helmet. That's Cute. awesome. Nice detail by the production designer. Oh, for sure. But yeah, the Bodie and the rest come around knocking on the door and they're like, come surfing with this dude. And everybody's you can't say everybody's no to surfing now. <laughs> everybody's learning now. <laughs> round, 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 um, get around. But yeah, so you, Utah and Tyler go out to go surfing. So here's the million dollar question: Why? Why go surfing? Because why you, did they go and grab them to go surfing? Just because the big waves were breaking. I think they're yeah. just they're like you're part of the crew now. That's right. You're part. Of, you're part of the game. I still think Bodie's Bodie's in love with Utah. Bodie's one wants to know what the hell's going I think on with Utah. Well, I mean, not like in love in a sexual way, but he's he, just he like he's enamored with him. He needs to know what Utah's all about. Like what makes him yeah. tick. Why well, he's I, a he showed up all the time. It's like it's like any cult leader. You need to know that you've got buy-in from the people yeah. that are. Yeah. That you're trying to get into your cult. Yeah. Because if you're Johnny Utah, you're like, why the hell are these guys knocking on my door right now asking me to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It doesn't make any sense, but he has to play along. Bodie's the ultimate searcher. He's a free spirit. He does what he wants. He's going to show up at your house anytime, day or night. He's going to try to wrangle you into stuff. 
Right. Yeah. But if Bodhi's circle is hard to get in, then why is he already inside his circle? So so Johnny needs to put two and two together. I feel together. like Bodhi feels like those two were drawn to each other, he and Utah, like mm-hmm. for a reason. And he's trying to figure out what the reason is. Mm-hmm. Like that they if were, he's that spiritual, that they're like that kindred yeah. spirits. Yeah. You know? If he respects him, he probably wants to be around yeah. him. And, yeah. So he, they get him out on the beach. And the, well, Utah never even gets in the water because he yeah. sees the four of them surfing like in unison, like all in the same way. That's such an amazing like scene. It, it all falls yeah. into, pl- into place, right? They're Utah's all kind of laughing. And uh, what's Gromit is like mooning the other guys. And yeah. that was, John, you had a problem with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So he is mooning the hubris. whole case has been built on is been predicated on a f- very few pieces of evidence. We have mm-hmm. the strand of hair, which is the one piece of physical evidence, the scuff marks, which gave the carnuba wax residue mm-hmm. and a blurry camera shot of some dude's bare ass that they're like, <laughs> look at the tan lines. So <laughs> you think he was studying those tan lines? So I think I think that like Gromit or Nathaniel or whoever it was, it was that Gromit. was doing doing the mooning, that that like one poor social <laughs> habit <laughs> has, like, has brought the downfall so of the whole game. I, I, crack I believe if he didn't, even if he didn't do that, I think the light was going to come on for. No, for I, I totally agree. But then there was that, a thing Tyler said about like, what are you like? What's the matter? You look like you've seen a ghost, and then it played back that line from Pappas They're where he's ghosts. like, these guys are ghosts. Yeah. Like it all fell into place in that yeah. one moment. But um, he he's sort of like, gets that. I gotta go. I gotta his go. His face goes blank. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I just remembered. I got a meeting. Yeah. I gotta go. I got clients. So, yeah. yeah that, that, that to me is an amazing moment. So you don't really see it coming. Do you think this no, came, does this come as a shock or is this something we've known was going to happen sooner or later? Like we, we've figured out that it must be Bodie and his crew that are the bad guys. Right. I think you don't know how he's going to find out. And I think the way he finds out, you're like, wow, that's cool. Absolutely. I, I thought it was cool. I thought so, it was really, really effective. But what also. he actually does, apparently, Utah, is he goes and he just sort of trails Bodie the rest of the day. Because next time we see him, he's catching up with Pappas. And he's saying, I followed Bodie all day. You know, he went here, he went there, he went to a bank for a while. <laughs> he um, went to a Tower Records and bought some CDs. He went to which a Tower Records like, and bought perfect. some CDs. Yeah. I was like, that he is probably bought the latest. He bought the latest Chili Peppers. <laughs> he well, bought I, I, I keep bringing up bad. 90s music to this movie is because it's like, that's exactly what, it, what that time was. It was grunge and yeah. a bunch of like spirits like that. And, and you know, we discussed he this. He probably uh, bought that Temple of the Dog. We, we discussed this for a second. Yeah, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. Eddie Vedder is a surfer. You know, he came up with a couple of his first Pearl Jam songs when he was surfing. So, Bodhi, you, you expect him to go to Tower Records. Like, why in the world would you not? 1991, that's where you'd go. That era, right? It had that. That that will never exist you, ever you again. You go to a store and you buy your music like well, a real you person. Get it, you it's like get a library, right? Recommendations. I mean, it was before yeah. you go to, you know, the Apple store, go to iTunes and read the reviews. And, sure. But it's like you could go and a, you know, a clerk, somebody would be like, let me recommend this album. Yeah, yeah, like, I really like this it. album. Uh-huh. What else? I'm getting yeah. goosebumps right exactly. now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like remembering you walk that. in there and it's like there's the smell of things and the way records feel and the way yeah. they look, the, the 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 actual pictures in the front of them, right? Those things matter. Like what you put in front of your album. Now, do you even know what like the front of a Beyonce <laughs> album looks like? Not no, really, right? Because no. it goes straight to digital. So this is a culture that's kind of gone away forever and this kind of movie just, it's a time capsule of, uh, you know, one of the greatest moments in history. <laughs> no question. <laughs> really greatest. I, like, agreed. There's also an Easter egg in here. As uh, tell me, as as Keanu is as uh, Johnny Utah is uh, laying out Patrick's Roadhouse. Patrick's Roadhouse, which is a real restaurant. Yeah, but it's also Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze was starred in Roadhouse. Yes, was the restaurant named for the movie? I don't know. 
I don't, we'll have to but research Patrick's that. Roadhouse. I was like, that's cute. That's very cute. <laughs> um, Pappas, he's skeptical of the whole thing. Right. I mean, he's basically, he's like, you know, he says, I think the last time you had a hunch, I had to kill a guy. But he's also, he's also <laughs> seen, he's also seen them packing up their shit and putting it in storage too. Yeah, he does. That's where Utah gets him. He's like, look, this is our last chance to get them. Like they're going to be blowing town. What? Like the month is almost, well, September's almost over. Yeah, like if we don't I like get the sense of urgency of the movie, you know what I mean. It's you nice to have it. a ticking clock. Exactly. Yeah, Pappas is all right. Let's do it first thing tomorrow well, they, morning. They agreed at least go stake out the bank. Right. How do they know the bank again? Because it's the bank he looked he, at. Was yeah. It like yeah, that that uh, that Bodhi was like in the bank for thirty minutes that yeah. day or something. He's like he's he's and casing it. Right. We're basically closing. The assured in. trust is the name of the bank. Yeah. We are closing in on one of the greatest moments in oh, movie history. We're almost there, my <laughs> friends. Um, this is is this Sam? Is this your Ellis moment? We talk about the whole Die Hard movie is building to that scene where Ellis. Hans face to face with Hans Booby. and he's like trying to negotiate <laughs> drinking <laughs> a Coca-Cola. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That is so that's for me the best moment of Die Hard. It's a great moment. It's like yeah, just that, that is and that is my great the best moments coming up, yes. Oh okay. yes. So All yeah, right. they're they're early morning. Well, not that early, but they're at the bank. It's 10 30. 10 30. Pappas is Pappas loving is hungry some, as hell. He's loving some Calvin and Hobbes. He's though, reading which the I funny love. pages. <laughs> Another no, thing I mean, he's that, not cracking himself up. It's another thing. Do people know what funny pages are anymore? I used to every Sunday I would read the the funny pages. They weren't even that I, funny. I would beg my dad, can we please go to Daniel's store, which was just down the street? And it's like, can we please get a Sunday paper so we can get the comics? I want to get the comics. I just want to read Peanuts. I want to read Garfield. Yeah. Fucking Mark Trail. <laughs> but I love Family Circus. The Family Circus is like cracking himself up on a stakeout. And he's Can you literally imagine like how obnoxious laughing. it would be to sit in a car with this guy for hours? Oh, it's or would it be hilarious? Would it would be, be great. hilarious. Okay. I think after a while he'd burn you out. It smells yeah. like onions and So they've probably been there, there since the bank opened, which is what, eight or nine in the morning. Yeah. It's now ten thirty. Pappas is reading these comics, he's working up an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> he sends and then, you and then, and then, <laughs> this is where we start explaining the actual food we need to get. <laughs> he says around the corner. He's like, around the corner, there's a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches, best I ever tasted. <laughs> the best. Would, would you run over there and get me two? <laughs> so this is all well and good, right? This is probably part of the the, the script, right? But the next moment, I guarantee you, was straight up like, well, Utah's like it's ten thirty in the morning. He's like. I'm, yeah, go go get me the sandwiches, yeah. kid. Which again is fine, but I do think Gary Busey completely. Oh, when he came out the window, why well, that was all him. He yelled behind him. It was oh somebody doing. It's a masterclass in acting. So so first he could just scream or he can open the door, but no, he kind of literally pulls himself out of the window. <laughs> Very and conspicuous. Then they, they're supposed to be inconspicuous at this point. And he's like Utah. Give me two. <laughs> like he asked for two sandwiches. Which I, to be fair, I would want two, right? Yeah. Why would you get one? Get hungry, be like, go go again. They don't time. Best that you've ever had. <laughs> the best sandwich you ever had. Yeah, you had two of them. Meatball sandwich. He was Meatball genuinely sandwich. concerned that Utah did not understand that, that he, he wanted, wanted two two like, sandwiches. He wanted two for himself. Like, yeah. don't give me one for me. Get one me for two. you. I want two. I wanted a meatball sandwich after that scene. And the thing is, you expect like tacos or something like in California. <laughs> about meatball sandwiches listeners at home we just gorged ourselves on delicious sausages and i'm famished for a meatball sub right now i would you ever tasted you gotta eat it i would 
Um, that to me, that's the first thing I think about when I think about this movie is that Utah. Moment. Give me two. two. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might as well be like a hello between Kevin and I. Yeah, I walk up behind Sam all the time at work. Utah, give me two. It's yeah. awesome. So, and and then it's probably the funniest, like light-hearted moment of the movie. Well, you know things about to get heavy. Four, it's a, the whole yeah. movie just takes a f- freaking turn. I'd also um, just like to point out that two meatball sandwiches, a tuna on wheat, and two lemonades was $7.84. Oh, the early 90s were a beautiful time. Was, was that the full order? The full order. Yeah, yeah. You got Three sandwiches and two lemonades. Yeah. Yeah. Tuna beautiful. on wheat. And that that girl served those things up in less than 30 seconds. And as this is happening, like we see the ex-presidents oh, pull up behind okay. Utah. It's great directing. The way it's filmed. It's fantastic. They just pull up, get up, do their thing. Like, he, and he's like looked away. It's timed perfectly. He looks back over his shoulder and they're already in. So it's he's awesome. like, he carries the sandwiches back to the they car. that giant Lincoln. And he's like, you see that Lincoln pull up? And he's like, what Lincoln? And as and again, by the time he gets back, they're already coming out. I'm I'm already at this point. I'm like, fuck! Don't throw them away! Don't throw them away! Don't the sandwiches throws them away. Same. I was well, too. I was like, Pappas gets one bite. No, that's when Pappas is like, I'm so hungry. I should have had you give me three. <laughs> <laughs> Another great line. I don't know if that was. I in could the have eaten the ass, what the ass end of. He said he'd eat the ass out of our dead rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Anyway. Um, I said at least at least Pappas gets one bite. He didn't get the one bite. Then he chucked them. The sandwiches will be no. No, I, I don't oh, know. They're if in the car. They're in the car. I don't know. I think they were chucked somewhere. Oh, it could it be sucks. messy. No that's matter a fucking what. Bummer. That is. A, that's a bummer, man. So Utah just <laughs> pivotal moment. Pivotal moment. Instantly, he's like FBI freeze. Like so, he's to me this moment's like huge. It's like the is world stops spinning. Like oh my gosh, he they know who he is now. Like he's no longer undercover. There's no coming back from this. What's the LBJ wants to shoot him? Why wouldn't they follow them? You know, and that's a great point. Why would he? I think once again, yeah. it's a rookie error. He's freaking he way over impulsive. his head. Dude, like he's young, dumb, and full of yeah, calm. exactly. So he should basically <laughs> he's they, a blue they flame special. Waited for them to drive off, called back up, follow those assholes. They wouldn't Shit. even know they're being followed. And taking care of business, uh, he starts running after. Is that what after, Pappas would have done if he was like, if it was his decision? I mean, Pappas is also a hothead. I don't know. I mean, he's probably uh, Pappas would have followed with a sub, <laughs> eating wow. the sub. He would have said, "We'll get him tomorrow." But, but <laughs> FBI yeah. freeze, like like you, you've just spent weeks embedding yourself in their camp, and now you're gonna do what in the he middle of the road? Himself. Start oh, shooting, Sam. That's doesn't make any sense. He, yeah. yeah, you're giving us some thought, yeah. and like LBJ goes to. Shoot him, yep. and and Reagan stops him from doing it. Reagan is, um, but we is don't Bodie, really know yeah. for sure, but obviously it's got to be Bodie's the leader. Yeah. Utah opens fire in the middle of the street in a crowded a, street, hitting he the car shooting. multiple times, shooting out the back glass. I love in movies where the good guys, you know, open fire in public because I'm pretty sure that's like against the rules. Yeah, it is like they would never. But say, why would he be shooting basically his buddies? You know, is he subconsciously wants to help them get away? I I don't know. I think he literally that moment was his moment. He's he's like, this is my moment. I got this. I think this, this is pure everybody. instinct. This yeah. is this is going back to definitely. I want to get these guys definitely. So later on, yeah, later on we'll like explore his motivations a little bit more, I guess. But so in this moment, you think he's giving one hundred percent to trying to catch them? I think so. I think at this point, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's it's kind of like uh, again. Uh, Doing without thinking. Okay. And I think he hasn't thought about what's going to happen next. Like, A, people could get killed. B, I could get killed. 
see i mean this is like freaking Bodie and those guys like what that's a good point i think he's just acting yeah he's just acting again he's, he's a he's had a tough month <laughs> <laughs> so they get into a rowdy ass car chase they get into a car chase it's like as car chases go it's it's like it's okay. okay it's okay, middle the, of the, the road. The car chase is okay. The car chase is like the 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 hors d'oeuvre. It's like the appetizer. Oh. It's the amuse bouche. <laughs> um, I do love the moment where the cars get like right beside each other, and Pappas yells out the window, "We got you!" And Roach says, "You ain't got shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then to Roach's credit, then Pappas just plows his car right into like the the toll booth or whatever the the pay station at the parking lot. I also love when they're when like right at the onset. I don't know. It's like maybe a minute and a half or so into the into the chase, like. That that Lincoln doesn't handle so great. They say this car is <laughs> shitty. Yeah, yeah. Says, this says, car is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yes, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. He's I like, like it's that like, real world. Why do we get this Lincoln? Where it's not like it's not like Ronin, great movie, but they're driving like souped up like supercars, like Audis and shit, and like you know whatever. These, these guys are driving real world cars. That like this yeah. car's got bald tires yeah. and it like the brakes are shot. Yeah. And yeah, it's like and then you know. What happens is driving some shitty ass Ford. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just that type of movie where it's in the real world. Exactly. Car chases aren't like you're drifting around corners and like yeah. all that shit. Um, yeah, like he wrecks like, the, oh, car. the oil and the brakes, you yeah. know? Yeah. So and Pappas it, wrecks, wrecks his car. The president, ex-presidents drive over some backup spikes. Yeah, they got flat tires, but they see this as their moment. Like now we can switch cars. Right. Like while they're sort of incapacitated for a minute. Utah's on foot at this point. Yeah, he bails. And he's like chasing after him on foot. They pull in the gas station to switch out cars. Um, I don't know why uh, they had to set it on fire. Right? Is that? I think they they to, didn't have chance to clean it the way they yeah, normally would. Cover, cover so I think evidence. they want to burn up any DNA, hair, mm. all that. That was Bodie doing it again, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He says like he's like he says like emergency sanitation. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's pretty sharp. Normally they would take their time, maybe have a little more time to like make sure that nothing yeah, was left that behind. Seems great though, seeing him with a mask, dude. Just it's epic just that shot where he's holding the thing and fire. shooting flames. It's awesome. And the gas station attendant that he like he sprays that guy down with gas at the gas station. That's Jeff Amada, who's like turned up on this podcast before. He's like just a famous ass stuntman. He was like oh, he was cool. featured in Big Trouble in Little China, but um. Yeah, he's done stunts in that, Lethal Weapon, Roadhouse, Tango and Cash. He like has two hundred stunt credits. Jesus. To me, most impressive, he like choreographed all the fights in the Bourne movies. Fuck. Which have the best fights, right? Well, he did? Yeah. Shit. He's I like real good book. with knives and stuff, this guy, Amada. Wow. But he choreographed and dude, rolled up newspapers. If you choreograph the fights <laughs> for the Bourne movies, those are the best fights I've ever seen oh, yeah. on film. Like the most realistic feeling yeah. fights. Oh, so man, he's a badass awesome. and he gets sprayed down in gasoline in this thing. And, and Bodie's like got the lighter and he's like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And then he runs it's off. Badass. Yeah. Again, just a badass moment. And he burns. Yeah, he torches the car, as we just said. It's beautiful. And then like, we get a flying tackle from John yeah. Utah. Fucking Utah has gone like fucking maverick. He like jumps through the flames and tackles uh, yeah. Reagan, I guess, slash Bodie. They, um, bo- they both jump up a little bit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Pappas arrives and he starts shooting at the guys. So the guys. I mean, how are, realistic of a scene is that? It's badass, right? I mean, yeah. like, like that could completely, like you said, it's not like flying through corners and whatever. And yeah, you, you hit up. There's like a flaming gas station. These guys are like professional drivers. Insane. You know what I mean? Like they're doing the best they but, can. But they're also improvising in the moment. Like, Absolutely. oh, let's burn it. Oh, oh my God. But so no. once Pappas is there shooting at him, like the rest of the ex-presidents are like. 
all right, peace out, Reagan. Like, we got to go. <laughs> exactly. Like, And the whole time they've been complaining, you're like, why is he taking so long? He was enjoying burning that car. I think so, a little bit. I would be, too. That was, like, pretty rad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at any rate, though, then, you know, so Reagan gets up, and he's running away, and that's when the, like, the peak moment, maybe action moment of the whole movie. Yeah. Is that the foot chase? Oh my god! Utah's chasing after Reagan. Again, so can good. you think of a foot chase in a movie before that movie <sighs> like that? Not really. The only movie I can think of a hundred cents, mostly with Tom Cruise or Daniel Craig. <laughs> the only good one I can. Well, yeah, you're right. Actually, the Mission Impossible shit was awesome. The oh, Bond, Casino oh, Royale, yeah. but anything before and Born, this? Born when yeah. he's on oh the rooftops god. in uh, yeah. Marrakesh or whatever. Yeah. Was well, insane. And, but also in in two, like there there are tons of great foot chases in the yeah. first two, also. Like, yeah. Oh my so, god. But yeah, but this movie like made that a thing that you could have right? be as exciting as a car chase. Way to go, Catherine Bigelow. She's a badass. Yeah. Great director. Um, dude, there's like so many. Just, just the doors that were closing like, in people's so, faces. Yeah, it's the, like the, twists the, the, the and fact turns. He, like, he threw a dog at him. I mean, like, shit. the awesomeness cannot be overstated. But yeah, the the parts where where Reagan was trying to sabotage him with like obstacles when he throws the dog at him, that's the peak. Yeah, and then he like sort of catches the dog and he kicks it away, and you hear that yelp. <laughs> Dude, was was that Swayze? Do we think running in that mask? No. Okay, it was a hundred percent not. Okay, but they said during when they were shooting this that he was in Europe doing like publicity for Ghost, so he didn't see the foot chase at all until he saw the finished movie. Oh shit! And he was like, "Oh, that's fucking great!" <laughs> wow. He's like, "Yeah, you make me look really good at this." Isn't being an actor the craziest shit in the world? You yes. show up for like, and you're like, you're shooting scenes all out of order and stuff, and uh-huh. then you see the finished product, and you're like, okay, oh, it really came together. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What, <laughs> I think probably as an actor, you're like, I don't know what to expect. Is this going to come together good? Is it going to be bad? Like, you may not know until you see exactly, the finished exactly, product. Yeah. The mute with the music and everything, That's and the, the, if the effects were really bad, you're like, oh shit, this is bad. <laughs> you know. Well, um, that's why so many big actors have had flops. Oh, they yeah. didn't sign up for flops. They turn out to be course. flops. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't their fault. I also love particularly the moment where Utah gets hit by the lady with the vacuum cleaner. She's like, get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of my yeah. house. Breaks the sliding glass door. And, and, and also it's like a good, like, uh, I guess, characterization of like the, the, the not the slums, but just your. It's like these reg- tight alleys. Regular, and- like. Kind of working class neighborhood in in, in, yeah. in in LA, you know what I mean? And then of course, any one of those neighborhoods has all has the famous canals that they end up. To, yeah, like know, the like, LA River. When or you think about like so up, many great action yeah. scenes and so many well, movies two. have happened in those canals. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. top two are Term- Terminator Two and this one. So That's awesome. yeah. yeah, you know, uh, Reagan jumps down in there and Utah follows him, but he hurts that knee. So to me, that 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 to me is my favorite moment of like as far as serious stuff in this movie is when when he jumps down and messes up his knee. And the way they laid in the knee detail earlier in the movie, it made total sense yeah. in the scene. But then when it like resurfaces here, you're like, oh shit, that damn knee of his. So so he had him right. He's like he's on him. He's on him. He he's was on him. And you know yeah. you forgot about the knee at that point. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, boom! He's like, oh, he's like just crying in agony, basically. And then, uh, well, he pulls out the gun then, right? Yep, he's got the gun, and he's got him dead to rights. Like, Reagan's trying to climb out of the canal. I love the look through the mask the, when the he's cl- looking back the at The close-ups on the his eyes. Because he's like, he he knows he's not going to shoot him. He's like, he's not he's not going to shoot me. He Bodie knows 
that 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 uh, he can't Johnny, take that shot. Johnny can't take that shot. I love this and then this reenactment in Hot Fuzz. The, so in Hot Fuzz, the two characters, the two main guys, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, he's like saying like Keanu Reeves, he's gonna shoot. Patrick Swayze, but he can't do it because he loves him so much. So he points his gun up in the air and he shoots it and he says, ah! He says, if you ever find your, you ever find your gun up in the air and gone, ah. He's like, like no, no, never fired my gun up in the air and gone, but ah. In this moment, like, it is, a, it's a, uh, on paper, it's a cheesy moment, but in the moment you're watching the film, I like it, yeah. you buy it. Yeah. yeah he oh. can't do it. He is, it's heartbreaking. He doesn't want to, he wants to put the cuffs on Swayze. He doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to see him die. Exactly. He cares about him a lot. But at that point, I don't even know who I'm rooting for. So yeah. I'm like, get, get, you're on like Team Bodie? I, I a think bit? I'm probably a little more on Team Bodie at this point okay. in the movie. Well, then you win this round because Bodie gets away. He like goes running off. He knows, you know, Utah can't take the shot. And now it's like, well, where this does point, the movie no, go at this from point here? Is, being on Team Bodie, I'm blaming Utah for this reckless behavior. <laughs> because I'm like, there's no reason why you had to completely ruin everything. Like you, there was probably a smarter way to go about oh, the absolutely. investigation. You just didn't need to complete blow everything up. But when you're, when you're an adrenaline junkie, of course you have to. It's true. Um, that's actually where we're going to leave off. I think for this episode, Oh my God, <sighs> but like, there's more to talk about with point break for sure. We haven't even gotten to like half the extreme adrenaline shit. So, uh, we hope you'll be with us. Hasta la vista. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs>